You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. The Prophet assigns all the Muhajireen a brother except one. He does not assign him any brother, Imam Ali He comes to the Prophet and this is historically established in Sunni sources and in Shia sources. No need to mention the sources because they're so numerous. It's, it's in fact, we can argue there is tawatur. It's so widely reported, it's a successive chain. Imam Ali comes to the Prophet. He tells him, Ya Rasulullah, you've assigned every muhajir a brother except me. You have not assigned me to anyone. Why? Is there a problem? Is there an issue? The Prophet tells him, Oh Ali, I swear by God, I did not postpone you except to keep you for myself. You are my brother. Allah has assigned us as brothers and the relationship between you and me is like the relationship between Harun and Musa with one exception. There is no prophet after me. Or one version states, That's the only exception. Otherwise, you are like my brother, just like Harun was the brother of Musa and he was the representative of Musa and the successor to Musa. You are also my representative and my successor and my brother. In this world, you're my brother and on the day of judgment, you are my brother. And so we see this amazing virtue for Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salawatullahi alayhi. Ahmed ibn Hanbal in his Musnad, he quotes the very text of what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa stated to Imam Ali. He tells him, إِنَّمَا تَرَكْتُكَ لِنَفْسِي I postponed you for myself. أَنْتَ أَخِي وَأَنَا أَخُوكِ فَمَنْ ذَكَرَ فَإِنْ ذَكَرَكَ أَحَدٌ فَقُلْ أَنَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَأَخُوْ رَسُولِهِ if anyone challenges you, say, I am the servant of Allah and the brother of his Prophet. You are my brother and my inheritor. These are the words of who? Ahmed ibn Hanbal in his Musnad. Now notice that the Prophet in addition to telling Imam Ali that he is his brother, he tells him, you're my inheritor. Let's stop a moment here. What does inheritor mean? You inherit me. What does that mean? What is Imam Ali going to inherit? The Prophet had a daughter, Fatima When you have a daughter, obviously your cousins or other relatives are not going to inherit you. So the Prophet is not talking about money over here because Imam Ali is not going to inherit the money of the Prophet The Prophet has an inheritor. So we know the Prophet is making a reference to something else. Indications are that he is referring to leadership, that this position of leadership that I have, you shall inherit it and you shall inherit my knowledge which will make you qualified for this position. So we see the Prophet beautifully in the hadith of brotherhood makes it clear to the companions 
that my inheritor is Ali ibn Abi Talib My brother is Ali ibn Abi Talib. Yet they made him number four. Isn't that tragic? The Prophet says he's my inheritor. We know it's not money. So it's either knowledge, it's either leadership or something important like that. So if Ahmed ibn Hanbal in his own Musnad recognizes that Imam Ali is the inheritor of the Prophet, why not recognize him as the Khalifa to the Prophet Why should others be given preference to Imam Ali when he's the warith of the Nabi, the inheritor to the Prophet Isn't this ridiculous? SubhanAllah. How the truth is there, even in their own books, the truth is there. No, the Prophet on numerous occasions he had stated that Imam Ali is his Khalifa and his Warith in Mecca. The Harun to Musa, yes, that was the first time that it was stated by the Prophet Then the Prophet later confirmed this hadith which we call the hadith of Manzila when he was about to go to Tabuk and he had Imam Ali stay back, stay behind in Medina the hypocrites made a fuss, They're like, oh, the Prophet didn't take Ali with him because, you know, uh, Ali is a burden on the Prophet and he doesn't like him. Imam Ali was upset. He went, he caught up with the Prophet. He was in a place called Jaraf, north of Medina. And he told him, Ya Rasulullah, the, the, some people are saying that you did not take me to Tabuk because I'm a burden, because you don't like me. The Prophet became furious. And he said the statement again. He told him, Oh Ali, you're my Khalifa. And does it not make you happy and proud that the relationship between you and me is like the relationship between Harun and Musa, except that there is no Prophet after me. So the Prophet said this hadith numerous times. The first time that we see it recorded in history is here. The pact of brotherhood in the first, you know, uh, months in the, in the early months in the city of Medina. With all these sources, yet you have stubborn scholars like Ibn Taymiyyah who reject it. He doesn't reject it because he says, I don't have a valid chain, because there are many valid chains. He rejects it by inserting his personal opinions. You know what Ibn Taymiyyah says? Ibn Taymiyyah makes the following objections. He says, first of all, he paints a very rosy picture of the companions of the Prophet. He says, first of all, they were all good with one another. They had good intentions. It's not like they were fighting each other for you to unite them and make a pact of brotherhood. No need. The companions were very good, mashallah. So there was, it was, there was no purpose to this pact of brotherhood. If there are people who have tension, you want to unite them and assign them as brothers. But the companions of the Prophet, they had no tension, so this was useless. The Prophet would not do something like that. That's his first objection. The second objection, this hadith of Mu'akhat states that the Prophet chose who as his brother? Imam Ali. Imam Ali is from the Muhajirin or Ansar? From the Muhajirin. So you're telling us that the Prophet made brotherhood between Muhajirin and Ansar, but when it came to him, he chose one of the Muhajirin. That doesn't work. The Prophet, if he wanted to choose anyone for himself, it should have been from the Ansar. 
to go with the general equation that he was giving, Abu Hajr and an Ansari, right? Not a Muhajir and a Muhajir, so he rejects the hadith. Subhanallah, see how he uses his personal poisonous opinion to reject an established hadith like that. How do we address these objections very briefly? As for the first objection, what would you say? There was no need to do this pact of brotherhood, they were all good, mashallah. Yes. Um, well, no, I mean, there's conflicting cultures and all that. And then not only that, but they didn't know each other. That's a very valid point. Let's assume they were all good and had no tension. Remember, they came from different backgrounds, different ideas, different cultures. Some of them were wealthy, some of them were very poor. So the Prophet would assign them as brothers to strengthen those bonds and to remove those differences. See, if I come from a completely different culture, it might be difficult for me to develop strong bonds with you. There are barriers. So the Prophet wanted to break those barriers. You're brothers, it's okay. Even if you're poor and your other brother is rich, I'm assigning you as brothers now. And this encouraged the rich one of the two to help the poorer one. Because now you feel you have an obligation. He's my brother, let me help him out. So some of them were poor, some of them were rich, some of them were high class, some of them were low class, some of them came from different cultures. It was actually highly needed to create that brotherhood, to break those racial tribal barriers. So that's one very important point. What, what was the other point? The second, yes brother, you, you had another point. Well, if, if the companions are so pure and so good that they, know, they need no reform, need no help, then what about Surah Al-Fatiha where it says Bayat al-Adwan was needed because they were starting to get agitated? That's the second point. If you look at the Qur'an, in so many verses, the Qur'an rebukes the companions. The Qur'an tells them that you fight and quarrel and dispute with one another. These are the verses of God. Until you, you failed, Allah's telling the companions, you failed and you started quarreling. So no, they had the tendency to quarrel. So of course it was needed to forge brotherhood in their hearts. They're not infallible. Why make them angels? So we see that this objection from Ibn Taymiyyah is not even compatible with the Qur'an. Interestingly, once I was in Mecca in Masjid al-Haram, I was walking out, there was a speaker giving a speech, and I, was, I couldn't see him, but I was hearing his voice from the speakers. At the end of his speech, he was receiving phone calls. Now I don't know if this was like from satellite being broadcast or someone in there, but all the speakers of Masjid al-Haram were broadcasting that sermon. So he was receiving phone calls, that speaker. When one of the people who called, he cited this verse in the Qur'an. He told him, Allah says in the Qur'an that the companions failed, they were failures and they started disputing. So can I say this about them or no? Is this something acceptable to describe the companions with? He became furious and upset. He said, no, no, you cannot describe them as such. This is an insult to the companions. 
And subhanAllah, the guy quoted him a verse in the Qur'an. He says, no, 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 you can't. They're not even open to examine verses like that. And this is the, the ideology of Ibn Taymiyyah, by the way. The same ideology exists until today. So of course the pact of brotherhood was something that was highly needed. And remember the migrants, when they left Mecca, they left everything behind. Their homes, their loved ones, their family members. They really needed someone like a true brother who would be there for them in Medina. Yes, brother. <laughs> yes, according to their ideology, that, that should be the case. Allah should be shy to talk about some of the disputes that the companions had. Yes, brother. So just to clarify, did you say the Okay, so to address that second objection, the Prophet generally speaking would assign one of the Muhajireen with one of the Ansar as brothers. However, there are exceptions to this. For instance, history had, has told us that Hamza, the uncle of the Prophet the brother whom the Prophet assigned him to was Zayd ibn Haritha and he is a Muhajir. So we have a precedent in which the Prophet assigns a Muhajir to a Muhajir as a brother. So Ibn Taymiyyah cannot object and say, how did the Prophet assign Ali as his brother when both of them are Muhajirs? Well, we have another example. The uncle of the Prophet and Zayd ibn Haritha. So generally speaking, most of those whom the Prophet assigned as brothers were from the Muhajirin and the Ansar. But there were some exceptions. So that wasn't like the first time that the Prophet had done this. So the objection of Ibn Taymiyyah is not valid. Now, what was the age of Imam Ali at the time when the Prophet chooses him as his brother when there were high class companions, much older than Imam Ali How old was he? 22. 22, maybe maximum 23, between 21 and 23. This was the age of Imam Ali when the Prophet did the pact of brotherhood. Imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's 53, he's 53. His beard has become half white or according to some records, it was his beard has become white. He chooses a 22 year old to be his brother. What does that say? The Prophet when he came to Medina, he was 53, yes. His age was 53 when he entered Medina. So he chooses a 23 year old to be his brother. Now note this later when they denied Imam Ali the Khilafah, what was one of their excuses and justifications? You're too young. They told him, they told him explicitly, you know, had you been a little bit older, ah, maybe there was more room to make you Khalifa. There was a greater chance, but you're too young. SubhanAllah, how come the Prophet never found him too young? When he chose him as his Khalifa, as we saw last year in Mecca, in the house, Imam Ali was what? 11, 12 years old? How come the Prophet never said to him, you're too young? When he assigned him as his brother, how come he never told him, you're too young? Now suddenly he becomes too young? Yes, brother. They look at Aisha being chosen at six years old, it's like, a great virtue, yeah, but they don't apply the same standard to Imam Ali It's very unfortunate how they used uh, double, double standards.